This is Yolanda Robbins, your host of the Parish Property Chronicles. In this episode of the Parish Property Chronicles, my guest is Kate Woodman, an American in Paris and Brittany. Her love of France first led her to the City of Lights and then to Bretagne, where she purchased a cottage just 20 minutes from the coast. Since retiring to France in 2017, Kate has started her own blog, Kate's Paris and Beyond. Let's hear how, even in retirement, Kate keeps herself busy in the city and the country. Kate, I want to thank you for joining us on this edition of the Parish Property Chronicles. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and what brought you to France? Sure, Yolanda. Um, I was born and raised in uh, Ohio. Um, I went uh, at the age of 21, I moved to New York City Mm -hmm. and worked for 10 years uh, doing a variety of different things. I then went to law school, practiced law for about 20 years, and uh, had uh, then moved into design and started designing women's accessories and handbags. Did that for about 10 years. Uh, And in uh, 2016, I found myself separated from my husband, uh, living on my own. I was uh, visiting with my sister in Italy, who uh, my sister was renting an apartment uh, along the coast of Italy in the area called the Italian Riviera. It's quite beautiful. And I was trying to decide uh, what the next step in my life was going to be. I was in my late 60s. Uh, My two boys uh, were grown and settled. And uh, we were actually, we were out on the, uh, the water we were taking a ferry to Portofino, mm-hmm. a beautiful day. And I was pondering this question, why there? I don't know, but anyway, I, I was. And uh, that morning I had learned that a very dear friend of mine, my oldest uh, and dearest friend, had recently been diagnosed with multiple myeloma. And oh, I, was thinking, yeah, I was thinking to myself just how quickly life can change in an instant. And... Uh, I thought I have all for many many years. Uh, I've I have loved France. I've loved the French language. My ex-husband and I had often talked about uh, living in France for a while after retirement. And I thought to myself, well, maybe this is the time to do this. And if you know you're not getting you're not getting any younger, um, you still have your health. You can still walk. Uh, why not? And okay. so I started thinking about it, and and that was that was what planted the. That's what started the process. Okay. And when you moved to France, can can you just tell us uh, where in in France you moved to, and and when, and and why you picked that area? Paris, in my mind, is the most beautiful city in the world. And uh, actually, after this trip to Italy, my sister and I came to Paris for a few days because I was flying from Paris to New York. And we stayed in the Marais, which is uh, the area uh, in Paris where I and my ex-husband would always stay on our many trips to to France. And we were there just for a couple of days, but I, uh, it just felt right to me. I, I, I felt very comfortable, very at home and, and, that 
confirmed my decision that I should move to France and that I should move to Paris and that I should try to find an apartment in the Marais. Uh, and so I went back to the States. Uh, I was very fortunate in that I had a good friend, an American woman mm-hmm. living uh, in Paris, and she'd been there for about eight years, and living in the Marais, uh, right off the Place de Vosges. And I contacted her and told her about my plans, and she was immensely, immensely helpful to me in terms of guiding me through the visa application process, the process of uh, finding an apartment. Mm -hmm. Uh, She uh, recommended a language school to me and uh, and a host of other, uh, other sorts of advice. And so that began, it it took about a year to uh, wrap up things in the United States, as well as get prepared to, to go to, uh, to, to move to, to Paris. Uh, I, we had, we had sold our house and gotten rid of of most of our things, but I had the contents of a one bedroom apartment, which I put in storage. And um, I, I did pack a few boxes of, things that I've, kitchen things, linens, things that I felt that I couldn't live without that I shipped uh, to Paris. Uh, And in August of 2017, I, on the 31st, I arrived in Paris to my new life. That's great. And and what's also great is that you had a base of of friends here and contacts. Even though it took a year for it to happen, it it I, I presume that helped you settle in. Did you have family here as well when you when you relocated to Paris in the Marais? Well, that's that's interesting because uh, yes, I actually did. Uh, my eldest son Patrick is a French teacher, and he had been uh, teaches at the high school level. He'd been teaching for three years, and he decided that he needed to get a master's degree. And he was accepted to a Middlebury College a master's program, and Middlebury has the option of studying uh, in Paris for a year to get your master's. They have a, a center in, in Paris. And so he, and he was deciding be two, between two different programs. And I kept saying to him, well, I can't tell you what to do. It's your decision. But in, in my mind, the, the Middlebury program, and I put my hand up to the sky is way up here. And the other <laughs> program that you want to do, way down in the basement. <laughs> Long story short. He was he was in Paris at that for the first year that I was here. We actually arrived on the very same day. He'd been traveling with some friends in Spain. He had a, an apartment on the left bank, mm-hmm. and and I had my apartment in the Marais. And so for the first year, I had Patrick just across the river. And also, my sister was living in Italy, and so we uh, had the opportunity to travel together, and I would visit her in Italy, she would visit me in in France. Uh, So that made the uh, introduction and the the move uh, a much, much smoother and easier for me. Yeah, what a lovely transition for you to have not only friends who were here, but your son being here at the same time for for a year, and then also um, your sister in Italy. Did you speak French before you came? And if not, then how, how did you learn or improve your, your level of French? Well, I, I studied French in high school and college, but 
unlike some people who can retain that sort of knowledge for many, many years, um, I am not one of those people. <laughs> but I had, but I had a, I had a grounding in in French, and I before uh, making the move, I started using the app Duolingo to help uh, Im- improve my language ability. But when I arrived on the 31st of August, 2017, I was terrified to open my mouth and say anything in French. Um, un- unlike your, the person who's asking you the questions, I was not terrified and had the, had the level of French of a two-year-old, but it didn't preclude me from, from asking well, questions in a very rudimentary fashion. <laughs> I, have, I have great admiration for you, uh, Yolanda, and, and how you learned French. But I'm afraid I did it in, in a more traditional way. One of the things, the first things that I did was, I, and in fact, before I even got here, I enrolled in a, an intensive uh, program that was recommended to me by my friend. Mm-hmm. I was at a, a very small school that was just a 15-minute walk from where I was living. And uh, the, I, I arrived on a Sunday, I think. Uh, and the following, a week later, I started school. Uh, it was uh, a program that was five days a week, four hours a day. Uh, the classes were small. Uh, it was very intensive. I, I did it for uh, for 10 weeks. It, it, it did improve my language, uh, but I would say that it, it wasn't until I had been living in Paris for maybe two months that I started to overcome the fear of actually opening my mouth and speaking in French. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, since that time, I've, I, I did a, an intensive week um, living with a, a, a woman in Bayonne uh, two summers ago. That helped a lot. Uh, and Bayonne is in, the, is, in the sou- is in the south of France, but uh, on the uh, west coast. Right. Okay. It's, it's just north of uh, Biarritz. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And I, but I continue to study. I, I, I can now make myself understood. Um, I'm not afraid to to speak in French. I'm still terrified to make a phone call. It's it, it's gotten much better, but it's taken so much longer than I thought it would. I, when, I really, when, uh, when you moved here, you also decided that, I mean, you have a group of uh, international friends, but you also decided to involve yourself in different activities. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the activities that you, that you have become involved with since moving to, to Paris? All my life, I've been a choral singer, starting with church choirs when I was five years old. And I had been singing with a choral group in Connecticut uh, for 20 years before I moved. So I knew that coming to Paris, that uh, music, I wanted music to be a big part of my life. So I I researched choral groups and uh, discovered that or zoned or zeroed in on there are two churches in Paris that uh, cater to the American community. One is the American church and the other is the American Cathedral. The American Church had a church choir. The American Cathedral not only had a church choir, but they also had affiliated with it a choral society, the Paris Choral Society. Mm-hmm. And so I contacted the uh, administrator of the Paris Choral Society and uh, at, said that I wanted to audition. I set up my audition, so I had my audition uh, appointment before I even left New York uh, with which I had my audition the the first week that I was living before I even started my language classes mm-hmm. uh, and I was uh, I was accepted and um, and that was a 
a really thrilling moment. I, I felt like, yes, you know, things are, things are starting off in the, in the right way. And, and, and when you organized all of this from a distance before you came to Paris, w did you do it in English or in yeah. French? Okay. No, in English. In okay. English. And, and the, thing, the thing about the Paris Choral Society is that the conductor is American. The rehearsals are conducted in English. It is an English-speaking community. But the surprising thing to me, when I went to my first rehearsal, sat down and I, I heard French being spoken all around. Ah, okay. And I thought, oh, this is strange. I thought this was an English-speaking group. Well, it is an English-speaking group, but over half the members are native French speakers. Um, uh, it, it's been, it actually has been a very good experience for me because not only am I able to sing, but I've met other French people and had an opportunity and have been able to use my limited French. Um, but I use it more and more as the as time goes by. After living in Paris for some period of time, you took trips. You went to Bayonne. Uh, you also took took trips to different parts of France, and including the coastal regions, which introduced you to Brittany, La Bretagne, La Bretagne. And even though you rent in Paris, I think it was last year, or you can tell our listeners that you decided to, after a few trips to Brittany, you decided to to purchase a, a, a cottage in <laughs> in in Brittany. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? And first tell us about the region that you decided, uh, that you visited and where you decided to buy. Okay. Uh, sure. When I was living in the States, I always either lived close to the sea or had a, a second home or place that I could go to so that I could be by the water. And uh, when I moved to Paris, uh, as much as I love Paris, I found that in the summertime, I just really, really missed the ocean, particularly when there was a canicule or a heat wave. Uh, so after my first summer in Paris, uh, that the following spring, I'd, uh, several people had told me, I was trying to decide, uh, I was thinking I, I need to find some place that's close to the, to the water where I can be in the summertime. And several people had mentioned Brittany to me. Several people had mentioned an area called the Côte d'Amour. And not am amour as in love, but amour as in, 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 in Breton, it's, um, it means the, the sea, coast mm -hmm. by the sea. And it's in the northern part of Brittany. My landlord's uh, family is from Brittany. Mm -hmm. And in May of last year, I said, I'm, I'd like to go to Brittany for a weekend. Where should I go? And she said, well, I would go either to Saint-Malo or to Pampol. And I decided to go to Pampol. And Pampol is a lovely, charming port town right on the coast. I rented a little Airbnb for a couple of nights. One of the things that I love about Paris and also about Brittany, I love to walk. Mm -hmm. I have walked all over Paris, and uh, one of the wonderful things about Brittany is that it, it the uh, the JR thirty four, the Grand Ronne, which is a, a a path, a coastal pathway, goes all along the coast of Brittany. So there are kilometers and kilometers and kilometers of opportunities to walk. Mm -hmm. And so I walked a lot when I was in Pempo. Anyway, I came back from Pempo, and I thought, I I think this is 
the area where I would like to look for a house. And I, a friend of mine in the Coral Society has a house here in Brittany. I was talking to her and she said, well, come, come visit me in July. So I, last July, I, I visited her. We did a little, we went into a, a, a real estate uh, agency in Pampol. We talked to an agent. I told her what my budgetary constraints were. And she said, oh, well, I don't, I don't have anything for you. So then we looked on the internet. And actually, and this is how I found my house. I found this, this listing. I liked the look of the house, contacted the agent. By then I was back in Paris. And she said, well, if you, I have other people who are interested in this property, if you... <laughs> of, course, of course she did. Of course. <laughs> Someone is about to, to, to make an offer. So if, if you're interested, you really should get up and see it. So I, I came back and my friend uh, uh, drove me around. We looked at four, four different houses, but the house mm-hmm. that I eventually purchased was the first one that we looked at. I loved it. I loved the style. It was in very good condition, very little needed to be done. It was, it's not on the coast. Uh, I can't afford to live on the coast, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm 20 minutes away from one of the, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful beaches in in this part of on the Cote d'Amour. So I came back, I thought about it for about a week and I thought, just do it. I talked to my financial advisor. He said, okay, and made an offer. And four months later, I was the owner of this little house uh, in Brittany. That's great. Can you describe it to us? Is it stone? Do you have a garden? Did it need any renovations? Yeah, it's a it's a stone house. It's called a longere, mm-hmm. um, which means a long, long house, which is the typical Breton style. There are no windows on the backside. It faces south, uh, has a lot of sunlight. I am in farm country. I am surrounded by fields oh. just across the road. It's, it's very, uh, it's a little more isolated than I would like, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I have a very small garden. As I say, the house was in basically good condition. The major renovation that I needed to do was the bathroom on the ground floor, uh, I would never have um, used, and so I had that had to be renovated. How many how many bedrooms does it have? It's three bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually it's it's over a hundred. It's about one hundred and ten square meters, and it's bigger than what I was was looking for. But it's it's lovely. It's it's really nice, and I, I I'm very fortunate in that my friend introduced me to a young man who does everything. He does plumbing, electric, painting, carpentry. He, even did my garden for me. How fortunate are you to find that outside of outside of the city? He's wonderful. And he's wonderful for my French because he speaks no English. Mm-hmm. And so we communicate in, entirely in French. And he and he lives 10 minutes away from me. So whenever I have a problem, I just call Quentin and he comes right over and it's, 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 so he's like my third son. He's wonderful. Well, that's great. Tell us about when you had to set up because you, you purchased this property, then I presume at some point you had to get everything all set up and right. utilities and, and things like that. And then you probably had to get a car at some point as well. I did. Uh, I, I had to purchase a car, uh, purchased a car before I actually closed on the house. Again, I just looked uh, on the internet and I, I I knew I didn't want to spend a lot of money. I didn't, I just wanted a, a used car and I I found one and it, it's a very small, it's a Citroën, it's a it's C1, it's the smallest car they make, I think, under 20,000 kilometers on it in, in good, very, very good condition. So I, I bought that before actually closing on the house and I picked it up the day that I signed all the papers um, and drove it to the signing and then with keys in hand. <laughs> 
drove to the house. Um, the the people who I bought the house from, I never met them. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything was done remotely. They were leaving the country, and so they left certain furniture in the house. So the very first day that I was here, there was a bed, there was a table, some chairs. There were enough things in the house that I could move in without bringing anything of my own. I decided that I would bring all of my furniture that was in storage. Over the there. furniture that you had for your one for a one bedroom apartment. You apartment. you, you yeah. eventually took that out of storage and put it in the Britney house. Yes, I did. And and that's what that's what I love is because now I have all my things and mm-hmm. I've gotten rid of most of the things that the owners left behind. I've met a, a wonderful a Scottish woman who buys old furniture in the brocantes uh, and then refinishes them, paints, paints them and refinishes them. And she does a beautiful job. So I've been able to, things that I didn't have, I've been able to purchase from her. So slowly I'm, I'm, I'm making it mine. It's, it's very fortuitous that last year you decided to purchase a house in Brittany. And if I remember, you decided very quickly that you were going to spend your lockdown in, in Brittany. So yeah. it's, it's interesting because when I bought this house, I thought, oh, well, I'll spend the occasional weekend in the fall and the spring because it's quite beautiful at that time of year here. And then I'll spend most of the summer in Brittany. But, you know, Paris is my primary residence. This is the secondary residence. And in March, on March 10th of this year, mm-hmm. I, I came just for, for, I thought, a week. <laughs> And uh, and my friend was also here. And she over the weekend, she called me and said, I have a friend who works for the mayor's office. And there's this rumor going around that we're going to be in lockdown next week. So we're going to have to decide where we want to spend that time. And, and so I said, well, I think it makes sense to stay here in Brittany. And, and she agreed. Uh, I said, but I don't have any summer clothes. And and so she said, well, I'm think I'm going to drive back. So we actually drove back on the Sunday. The lockdown started on the 17th, which was a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we drove back on Sunday, spent the night, and then Monday um, drove back. And I have been there ever since. So mm. it's been six months. Mm-hmm. As opposed to what you had planned, exactly, um, you were exactly. extremely fortunate to be in a place where you could could walk. You could you had right. No, it was it was so. Um, number one, I have more space. Number two, I have outdoor space. And three, the incidence of of infection in Brittany was much 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 lower mm-hmm. than in in Paris. So I felt safer here. And I could walk, uh, even though I had to carry an attestation whenever I went out. And even though we were really only supposed to go within a kilometer of our home, I could walk, you know, for hours. And on these country roads, there were no gendarmes checking. So it really, it was the perfect place to spend the confinement. How did you spend your days uh, or how do you spend your days now during the, the confinement being out in Brittany? What, what is there to do? Well, um, now I can go to the beach. I can, I, I still walk a lot and I have projects. Uh, Quentin, uh, my friend who is so handy in the house, he and his wife are having their first baby. So I've made, I made a baby quilt for them. Oh. I had a project. My father wrote some letters to my mother before they were married. I've had them for a long time. I've wanted to make them into a book. So I did that. Uh, 
and now I've got another uh, Brazilian friend who's expecting her first baby in November, so I'm going to start on another quilt. So I have projects in it, in addition to working on the house, working in the garden, having my walks, going to the beach, swimming. There, there are plenty of things to do. I do miss the culture life, cultural life of Paris, but there isn't a whole lot going on in Paris these days. That's culturally. true. But when you moved to Paris, shortly thereafter, you started a blog. I did. I'd had a blog before when I had my uh, design business. I, I had a blog. And when I, w- when I would travel, I would blog. I would do daily posts about our travels because, I, I number one, I enjoy writing. Uh, number two, I, I've become a bit of, a, of an amateur photographer. I enjoy taking photographs and then editing them. Uh, and then thirdly, <laughs> it helps me remember what, where <laughs> I've been and what I've done. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a way to, to remember and to, to, to mark the special things in in my 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 life in France, and also uh, a friend, a good friend of mine, suggested me to me very early on. She said, "Well, why don't you, since you're living in France and you're learning to speak French, why don't you do your write your blog in French?" And so I, that's what I do. I I begin. I, I write the the post in French first, and then I write it in English. It's helped me with my uh, with my language. And what's and the name? What what's the name of your blog? It's called Kate's Paris and Beyond. Okay, you are a resident of France. Yes. Okay. Do you ever eventually plan to become a citizen? No. So that so re- residency is is perfectly fine for you. Residency is fine for me. I, I I don't know how how long I will be here for the foreseeable future. As far as I'm concerned, I pretty much you know bought a house, furnished it, brought all my furniture over, and everything. What I don't know what would take me back to the United States. An issue with one of my children, really poor health. I I don't know, but but for now I'm I'm here. When you say here, you're in Brittany, but do you ever plan to come back to your apartment in Paris? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm coming back. I'm coming back on the 24th because on the 27th, I have to pick up my new carte de séjour. Okay. So so I will be back for a few days. Okay, great. And and I will come back and I will come back in September unless there's another confinement. Barring that, you know, I'll be back in September and and for for the winter, you know. And and, and what do you, so you envision splitting your time how between Paris and Brittany? I envision, as I say, the occasional week or so in the spring and, and, and the fall and then spending the summers here. Okay, it, great. Summers are beautiful. Well, it, it sounds like a lovely place to be. I mean, it sounds like a coastal area. You have, really sounds like a great place. And, and Paris is also, so you've got the best of both worlds, to be frankly I honest. I absolutely do. I have to pinch myself. I cannot believe how fortunate I am. Oh, great. Kate, thank you for sharing your good fortune with us today on the Paris Property Chronicles. We really appreciate it. And Wish you continued good health in both places. Well, thank you, Yo. I appreciate the opportunity to share with you, and I wish you the same. Thank you. I'm Yolanda Robbins. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Paris Property Chronicles. Property tailored for you. 